Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 275. Today, I want to share with you a radically different mindset around leadership. I want to actually share a story with you from way, way back in my early career in network marketing, the first ever network marketing company I was ever a part of. It was a conversation that I had with a gentleman that actually wound up becoming a mentor of mine that I'll never forget because it fundamentally changed the way that I thought about leadership and what it meant to be a leader. So I'd like to share that story with you today. And I bet for a lot of you, it's going to have the same impact. And Here's the question that I just want to pose to you that will kind of serve as the context for this story. What if the ultimate goal for us in our business was that the bigger that our business became, the more successful that we became, the less important we actually were to its overall success? Think about that. What if the goal was to become less important in our own business. If the measure, the true measure of our value as a leader would to someday become insignificant in your own business. Just think about that for a second. It's very different than what most people will teach you leadership is. Let me share with you a little bit about this story because I think a lot of you are going to really, this is going to resonate with a lot of you. So this was my experience of leadership when I was first getting introduced to this profession. I was in a company and I was on a team that really celebrated the recognition that went with being in front of a room, whether it was sharing your story, teaching, training, or getting a chance to train on the training call. Like These were all things that were so coveted by everybody that was in our team. Because if you were recognized, like if you got the spotlight shined on you and you got a chance to speak in front of the room, that was a big deal. Like for many of us, that was even more valuable to us than the money because we weren't really making a lot of money, but we were putting in all this time and effort because we just so desired that recognition that we would get. I didn't realize it at the time. What was really happening was when I was getting recognized and I was getting put in those positions, what it did is it validated my self-worth, right? But for all of us, like we kind of equated it with arriving as a leader. So like I remember thinking in the early days, like the first time I got asked to speak in front of a meeting and share my story, the first time I got asked to open up the meeting, even though I was scared to death, but I was like in my mind, I'm like, man, I must be doing something right. Like I've arrived. And I can remember the first time I ever gave like an actual presentation right? I remember the feeling coming off of that. Like I was like, man, like I'm making progress. But what I didn't realize was, I was really connecting like leadership. That's what leadership is. And what I see very clearly today is this is such an ego-driven form of leadership. And it's not that I had bad intentions. Like I did want to help the people on my team. I did want to see them become successful, but I was so closely tying my own self-worth as a leader to the accolades, to the recognition. What I didn't realize was it was my desire to so to want to be in the spotlight. I was not creating enough opportunities for the other people on my team to do the same. I would feel threatened, right? When someone on my team would actually start having success greater than I was, I would feel threatened by that. 
right? I would automatically look at someone else's success. This has probably happened to most of you. And if not, you should only pray that it does someday. But I would occasionally have people on my team that would rank advance faster than me, that would build bigger businesses than me in terms of like their production. And I can remember that I would always make that mean something less about myself. And I never understood why I did that, right? But it was just this idea of what I thought it meant to be a leader. And then one day, there was a, a gentleman that came into town. His name was Byron. And Byron was building like a new organization in our area, the Philadelphia area. And he lived on the West Coast in California. I'd never heard of him before. And I remember the first time he came in, the only, I would like most of the people in that room would have had no idea who he was unless the people that were giving the meeting would have edified him. Like, you don't know who this is. And then we're like, oh my God, like this guy had like a business that was like 10 times bigger than anybody in our room all the quote-unquote successful leaders, I mean, they were peanuts compared to this guy's business. What I noticed, what was interesting, is the first time he came out, he literally didn't even get in front of the room and he did not speak at all. I mean, didn't say a thing, just sat in the back of the room, got recognized, everybody knew him, but I was like, at the first time, I didn't really make a connection. I just figured Byron must be training and he didn't train. I was like, oh, that was weird. The second time he came out, the next month, we were doing like a big Saturday event, he came out and he reluctantly, one of my mentors, like basically had to drag him in front of the room to, to kind of do a little bit of training towards the end of the meeting. But he's very reluctant. He was never, he didn't want to be in front of the room. And I saw this happen. I got to kind of know him because he was coming into our area quite a bit because he was building an organization. And I remember saying to him one time, I said, Byron, can I ask you a question? I was like, why don't you ever give the presentation? Like, I would love to, I remember I was like, I want to hear Byron give the presentation. I want to hear what he has to say. Why aren't you in front of the room? Like, why aren't you doing that more often? And I'll never forget what he said to me. You know, he basically, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he basically said to me, he's like, my goal is not to be in front of the room. He said, if I'm the one that's in front of the room all the time, giving the presentations and doing the training, then I'm not doing my job as a leader. He said, I made a decision very early on in my business that I would make it a goal to become less and less important. And he was like, it caused me to start focusing on different things. But he's like, ultimately, I measure my value as a leader, not by the accolades and the recognition that I get, but by the accolades and the recognition of the people on my team. And I remember him saying that. And I just was like, I was like, wow, that's such a different viewpoint on leadership. See, this is somebody, think about it, his self-worth, right, in his mind wasn't tied to his results. It was tied to the results of the people on his team, right? He was judging it. Not, self-worth's not the right, his value as a leader was determined by other people. And what I saw was somebody that was so quick to get out of the spotlight because he understood that if he was in the spotlight, that he was robbing someone else of an opportunity to be in there. This was somebody that I think about John Maxwell, who's probably my favorite mentor when it comes to leadership in the world, and one of my favorite books, The Five Levels of Leadership, he talks about level five leadership, which is the pinnacle. It's the legacy phase of leadership. And he talks about the ultimate measure of a leader is, are you creating leaders that go so far beyond what you've been able to create? You can view it one of two ways. You have somebody that, that, that achieves a level of success greater than you. You can view that as a threat and you can view that as meaning something less about you. 
or you can actually wear that as a badge of honor. And Byron was a guy that wasn't threatened by other people's success. He made a decision early on the kind of business he wanted to create. He wanted to create a business of freedom. He wanted to create a business of impact. He knew that his legacy was not going to be his personal results. It was going to be the stories that he helped create for other people. And what it caused me to do is really start to look at the way that I was leading my team. What I really had to learn how to do is I had to learn how to let go. Let go of control. Let go of this incredibly high standard of excellence of how I thought things needed to be done. Because it's our need to be, our desire to want to control our business. And we do this from fear because we create a level of success and then we're so afraid of losing it. We just, we're running scatterbrain around just trying to maintain our results. What we never do is we never slow down enough to create space to allow other, other people to, to grow. And that's the thing. You have to allow other people in the spotlight. You have to stop viewing other people's success as a threat. And you have to start literally defining your value by your ability to do that. Right now, never forget that. Man, my goal is not to be in front of the room. My goal is to be in the back of the room because that gives other people an opportunity to shine. That gives other people an opportunity to start seeing themselves in a way that maybe they haven't before. And it was that conversation was one of a number of conversations that I had with him over time that completely changed the way that I looked at leadership. But I want you to think about how does that that impact you and your business and the way that you're operating? Are there things that you can be doing to push up other people, right? Can you be working with people in a different way? Can you be challenging people to do things that maybe they haven't done, that they don't feel like they're ready to do, but that you know in allowing them to do that, creating the space to do that, that's going to give you the greatest return on your time investment, right? Let's build a business where we're insignificant, where we've done such an incredible job building systems that can allow our business to grow without us. We've done such an incredible job intentionally pouring into the right people and developing the kind of leadership that can literally lead our business to the future phases of growth. And we're literally having nothing to do with it. Isn't that what we really want? Now you say that's what you want. And that sounds great because that's freedom. But I want you to recognize you're not allowing yourself to do that because of the way that you think of leadership, right? You're leading from fear, not love. You're attaching your self-worth to the recognition, to the accolades. And that's gonna always be in opposition of doing what we're talking about. So I just, I wanted to share that story with you. And it's just, it's such a different way of thinking about leadership, but it really impacted me in a major way. So hopefully it did the same for you, but um, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know. What was your biggest takeaway from that? When it comes to leadership in general, What were some of your greatest lessons? Reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram. Let me know that you're getting some value out of what we're doing here on the show. So with that being said, have a great day, everybody. I love and appreciate you all for being here. I'll see you soon on the next episode. 